Hello and welcome to my YouTube video podcast. My name is Dinesh Guarda and I'm here to talk about ideas and the biggest challenges and solutions to the problems humanity is facing. We're looking at the questions, the answers and the challenges and how we can think bigger and out of the box and make the world a better place. I profile and interview global top thought leaders, influencers and inspiring people and global um, industry and governmental personalities that are shaping and creating new narratives, solutions for the world, for our countries, society and business and industries. This podcast and video series are part of a platform that we created that is citiesabc.com that is a new wiki for AR, intelligent smart cities, tech digital platform for reinventing and uniting cities, universities, organizations, and all of us citizens that live in cities and in nations. Today, we have with us Mr. Takamoto Nakazu. that was born in Japan in 1940 and uh, in Osaka, and uh, he's been a leading personality of the government of Japan for the last decades and is graduated from the Faculty of Law in Kyoto University. And then he studied and graduated in the School of University of California, Berkeley in the 80s. Therefore, uh, Mr. Nakazu has been leading major roles in the Japanese government and politics and as well has been elected a member of the House of Representatives since 2000, followed by Director Standing Committee on Constructions in 2001. In 2002, he became a Parliamentary Director General for International Bureau of the Liberal Democratic Party and Secretary for Economy, Trade and Industry and Deputy Director Economy, Trade and Industry Division and Policy Research Council uh, following that position. Among some of the positions that Mr. Nakazu has been leading is the Minister of Construction, State Minister of Finance, Parliamentary Vice Minister of Health, Labour and Welfare, Parliamentary Vice Minister of Economy, Trade and Industry, Chairperson Deliberative Council for Political Ethics, and in November and September 11, 2019, Mr. Nakazu was appointed Minister of Information and Communication Technology, IT, Policy Minister for Special Missions, Cabinet Office, and Science and Technology Policy, Intellectual Property Strategy, Cool Japan Strategy, Space Policy for the Japanese government. Mr. Nakazu is a leading personality in Japan and has been leading all these different political and uh, leadership positions, but as well someone that understands the history of Japan and the different innovations and what makes Japan so special in the world dynamic of countries and the world dynamic of cities and nations. Welcome on board to this series. It's an honor to have you here. Um, we, do, we would like to um, have a bit of background overview and uh, uh, your history if possible. Um, can you tell us about uh, your education? Uh, you've been studying in major universities in Japan and in the USA. And you have been going through all the challenges of Japan. So could you tell us a bit about your profile and your background to start? I myself was born in Osaka, the second largest city in Japan, okay? And uh, I finished uh, my 
undergraduate at uh, Kyoto University in Kyoto. And uh, other than that, I entered the uh, Minister of Construction uh, as a, uh, a government official in, in this uh, ministry. And uh, since uh, two years later, I was sent to the United States to study administration, business administration, and public administration. And uh, I finished uh, my graduate program. I graduated from the uh, University of California at Berkeley uh, in within one year. And after that, I went to Columbia University. I stayed there another one year. And I came back to Tokyo. And uh, since that time, you know, I've been working for the government for uh, more than 25 years. And uh, 1996, uh, uh, I entered the political circle as a re representative of, of uh, uh, our diet, okay? And uh, I have been a parliament for 25 years. Already, 25 okay? years. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm now as a, uh, I'm working as a uh, state minister of uh, technology and uh, IT and some others at the uh, strategical uh, minister for the government. So you, you have an impressive career that uh, took you in terms of leaderships as Minister of Construction, State Minister of Finance, Parliamentary Vice Minister of Health, Labor and Welfare, and as well a lot of other roles within the Japanese uh, multiple governments in the last uh, decades. So um, in terms of the, the highlights, could you tell us a bit of the highlights of that work serving the Japanese government and as well the different iterations you saw in terms of the Japanese uh, uh, economic and developing in the last decades? I myself have uh, studied many things uh, compared with our country, with the uh, United States. And anyhow, the United States, as far as the air is concerned, is 25 times of Japan's uh, mainland. Therefore, truly big country. But however, at the university uh, when I entered for the first time, in California, you know, everything is so new, it, it just like a future society of that time. And uh, after finishing this uh, university, you know, I went to the East Coast. The East Coast is very similar to the Tokyo life. Uh, so, you know, we can, com we could compare very clearly uh, the present world and the future world. <laughs> and uh, as I come back to Japan, you know, uh, I entered the political circle, and uh, uh, the truth is, until 20 years ago, you know, our GDP is composed of the 70% of the world GDP, okay? And the United States, 25 or so at the time. But now, only the 6 or 7% became very close, very, very small, very small. Uh, nevertheless, uh, we positioned the number three, but sooner or later, the India will come up and some other big country will come up upon us, okay? But anyhow, you know, uh, as you know, you know, our country don't have uh, natural resources at all. Therefore, the only important thing is how to elevate uh, uh, scientists in our country, okay? And uh, this sense, you know, uh, we have to pay uh, much more attention to make a profit, uh, make an effort 
to value, evaluate the scientists at, at the, to the much higher point, okay? For example, uh, some uh, scientists in our uh, universities, you know, get a uh, patent uh, in some uh, Sophia, okay? And the price for this patent is, is uh, less than 20% compared with the United States. In those situations, you know, the most brilliant scientists will go to the United States to get money. Uh, it's a very serious problem. And uh, what's more, uh, one pharmaceutical company was sued from the uh, very famous philosopher who got a uh, Nobel Prize. And the sphere of his uh, profit is only less than 1%. 99% go to the pharmaceutical company. Unbelievable. This is the reality. Therefore, uh, we have to change the, our business practice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like to, uh, them to be the, the same business uh, practice, business uh, world uh, as the European countries. That's my very, uh, my most uh, important uh, theme for me to do. My last question is, is related yeah. with that. Um, so in the last 50 years, as you mentioned, uh, Japan has become a global leader in innovation and technology. Mm. And uh, like you said, although it's a country without resources, Japan is by far right now um, the third economy in the world, the, probably in terms of technology is the second, and uh, as well still leading in a lot of areas of technology, innovation, science, uh, as you mentioned. So what do we would highlight as the strength of Japan and as well some of the policies and strategies that Japan has been taking? And I know that you're leading as well this part of the country, which is the most important thing right now for the world. I think, you know, uh, judging from my own experience uh, in, in childhood and uh, in, in the university or some other education institute, I think, you know, the strong point is we paid a great effort to educate uh, the younger people for the science and technology. Yeah, 1960 to uh, 65 or 70, you know, uh, at that time, uh, uh, Mr. Kishi, the uh, grandfather of uh, Abe Prime Minister, and uh, he, he put a strong uh, effort uh, in education the people for the technology, science. And this is the uh, uh, most important factor why our country can keep this kind of position in the world. We are very good at making a uh, uh, small one like Sony, and we are very good at uh, uh, making uh, some uh, uh, producing machine or some other thing, you know. Uh, did the no, science and technology, our government paid much more attention to developing science and technology so far. One of the things that Japan has been leading the world is with the, the new areas of the so-called Society 5.0 that was taken by the Japanese uh, government and the Chamber of Commerce of Japan 
Um, and this is kind of very revolutionary in the idea of creating a human-centered society, and I'm quoting your government uh, words, uh, human-centered society that balance economical advances with the resolution of social problems by a system that highly integrates cyberspace and physical space. So the, the Society 5.0 was proposed in the, science, uh, the fifth science and technology basic plan as the future society that Japan should aspire to. So can you let us know about the Society 5.0 plan that Japan has been uh, leading, and which is kind of re uh, revolutionary around the world? We want to become a leading country in Society 5.0 or the 5.6. Huh? We have to pay much, much more attention, uh, effort to do so. The United States and some other country are advanced uh, compared with our technology. Therefore, uh, we have to concentrate in how to dropping uh, those spheres. And in so doing, uh, you know, uh, our government, uh, we made up a moonshot program. Uh, within 10 years, we have to do something. Some of them are very marvelous. Uh, dream. And uh, among the 25 uh, proposals, we have selected only six, six uh, items, and plus only one. It's uh, from a uh, uh, medical sphere. Therefore, in total, seven uh, dreams we have. Therefore, from now on, uh, maybe it will take uh, 10 years, and uh, we invest in so much money in those spheres. One of them is that, uh, you know, we have to live up to our over the 100 years old. So how to do that? It's a most important thing for us, you know. Uh, we asked the, uh, not only the university, but also the, some other institute, a scientist, uh, to give up a good idea. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, in the our future, you know, we can attain this project. This is a moonshot program. Another question I have related with that is: uh, Japan is one of the the societies that is uh, that lives more in war in the in on Earth at all. So it has the biggest life extension, and it has as well one of the biggest life balance societies in the world. And even with the challenge like the the earthquake, it's been actually. Uh, thriving through a lot of innovation and through a lot of making a bridge between the tradition and the moder modernity and all the innovation of technology. I would like to hear your vision because you've been uh, as well uh, going through a lot of the challenges and changes of Japan, but you are part of that and that's one of the things I love about the Japanese culture, this balance between tradition and future and as well technology and innovation. Country has been plagued with uh, so many casualties and uh, natural disasters. We, we have been uh, conquering those uh, uh, handicaps. So in so doing, you know, uh, we get uh, some other kind of technology to communicate with so many people in the society uh, without saying anything. <laughs> it's uh, not a digital, uh, digital way, but the analog, analog way of life, I think. You know, we are very excellent in doing such kind of thing. Because of that, you know, in developing uh, uh, five 
or 6.0 technology, you know, we are a, a little bit uh, delayed uh, in exploring those kinds of software. Digital society is uh, communicated to every person, uh, we, to the, any person in the world, but uh, analog ways, you know, only the people we can communicate by doing something. Anyhow, you know, it's a kind of a challenge. And uh, I think uh, uh, now we are uh, very suffering from the uh, coronavirus and uh, we can conquer this one. Right now, you know, the death rate of uh, coronavirus is very slow, only the 3% was so. It's like in case of the European country, Italy, the more than 10% was. See, death, death, rate. Death, rate. Death, rate. death rate. Death rate, okay. And uh, it's uh, because of the, our lifestyle, uh, because of the, uh, our own experience to have defended so many casualties by communicating or by assessing something, uh, the sphere of our doing, you know, uh, with the communication, okay? Behavior of Japan people uh, communicating with other people, you know, uh, because of that, you know, lifestyle. We, we can, we can uh, reject the, uh, the, the uh, coronavirus. Well, uh, it's a point, I think, you know, uh, Japan lifestyle is uh, quite different from the Western style. Uh, in case of Western style, the people have uh, changed the nature, 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 by dropping uh, so many places. Okay, and uh, but in our case, you know, we have lived with nature. Okay? You are destroying nature, but we have been uh, living with nature, very basically. Uh, therefore, uh, uh, I think you know, coronavirus is the re res result of the too much development, too much uh, coexistence is our lifestyle. Um, on the coronavirus in particular, like you said, Japan was one of the countries that managed better COVID-19, but COVID-19 has been accelerating digital transformation in most of the countries worldwide. So a lot of the countries right, right now have to... Um, advanced with more digital interactions, even governments in particular, because of course people have right now issues with social distance and things like that. But one of the things that has been as well quite astonishing is that of course there's a huge economical and financial um, impact. And as well, we have as well things like uh, what is happening, especially I know that the Tokyo had the Olympic Games that had to be delayed. So there's a lot of consequences economical but as well, there's a, 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 an adaptation in terms of a lot of these things. So what is the, the Japanese government looking at these areas right now of accelerating digital transformation? That a lot of countries that were not so developed are right now pushing forward. Although the coronavirus is a kind of disaster, however, it's a, it's a, a kind of a good chance for a transformation, a digital transformation including, okay? And therefore, you know, uh, in this case, you know, our government uh, uh, issued uh, so much money, uh, almost the fifty uh, percent of the, our GDP. Therefore, our GDP is uh, five hundred trillion. Okay, 
and six uh, percent is for uh, consumption. Okay. In this case, to this uh, consumption, we paid, we added uh, twenty three hundred uh, trillion in the market. In the market, therefore, most of the people have have money. Have money. They don't use now, but sooner or later they began to use this money in the market, okay? My guess, my, it's not an official one, but my guess is uh, within, very uh, speaking, one year, you know, Japan's economy become very strong, I think, just because, you know, the big companies have kept 460 uh, trillion in their body, okay? Internal internal revenue. Internal revenue. Yeah. So they have cash flow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They keep the huge money. Okay. They still keep the, the money. What's more, the uh, stock market is not coming down. It, they keep the same status. Okay. Therefore, you know, the big company don't damage so much. Not at all. Oh, oh. The, the only people who have damaged from coronavirus is that. Small, small size, size company, only a small size company, or for example, restaurant or event or some other thing. Uh, but big company don't damage at all. Therefore, people are saying a very pessimistic opinion at all every day. Mm -hmm. However, to tell truth, within one year, we can divide. Yeah, this is my own idea. Yeah. Yes. Of course, before that, uh, we are not sure about the uh, Olympic Games next year, and but the decision will be within this year. Okay? Some other thing, you know, we are worrying about. We have, however, the very mainstream of the economy is not pessimistic. I think for me. What are the main uh, goals that you have in terms of the technology? and the challenge that you see for the, 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 the new innovation related with specifically software um, changes, artificial intelligence, and uh, other areas of uh, singularity and things related with science and technology. You touch a bit, uh, for instance, developments on, on, on specifically science related with the healthcare. And I know Japan is one of the best healthcares in the world. So how do you see this from a, a perspective of your ministry? Well, to tell the truth, you know, 90 people since the uh, beginning of this century, 90 people, 90 Japan people have get the Nobel Prize. This is the uh, second in the world, the number yes. one in the United States, as you know. And uh, uh, neighbor countries, uh, China, only one person. And uh, in Korea, nothing, something like that. Therefore, uh, the level of our technology is very, very much advanced. Uh, however, we have to keep this situation for the future. In that sense, you know, I'm not so sure about the possibility. Therefore, on this occasion, you know, we have to change our society to the society which respect the science and the technology by paying so much money to the scientists. Something like that. Uh, it's the most important thing, you know, for me to do. Yeah. Therefore, uh, within this budget year, 
we have get so much money for uh, elevating uh, those uh, scientists uh, who can uh, who are making uh, research in the university or so you know he can get uh, much more money much more fee or development fee you know but hopefully the double size of three times you know in so doing we can level with the uh, European country, especially the United States. Then, you know, we can keep on producing the Nobel Prize as we have done in the past. Yeah. That's my worry. <laughs> so in terms of uh, healthcare, so Japan is, is a leading country worldwide in terms of healthcare because of its lifestyle, the food, but as well in terms of longevity of the population. So this is something that Japan is, is still leading in the world. I think that Japan is the country that has more people with over 100 years in the planet. So, and as well, like you said, this is the, one of the countries with more novels of uh, science and novels of multiple novels. So in terms of the, your work in terms of uh, science and innovation, um, is there any areas where Japan is working international to expand some of this work in terms of research, especially in the areas of healthcare, wellness, and lifestyle? Is there anything planned for the, the present and the future in terms of your government uh, aligned with the Society 5.0? Our government uh, has uh, kept uh, insurance yeah. perfect. To this uh, insurance applies to all the people of Japan society. Okay? It's a very good point. And uh, for my own uh, experience, you know, my mother lived up to 104, and my aunt uh, lived to 101 year old. <laughs> Such oh. kind of longevity, okay? And uh, why this is possible that I think, you know, they can protect by the uh, healthy insurance and uh, they can sustain a certain level of income until the end of their life. Mm -hmm. But this kind of uh, thing is the most important one for the longevity. So Japan has some of the most uh, advanced cities in the world. So um, you have uh, Tokyo, you have uh, Osaka and other things. Could you tell us a bit about this innovation that comes out of the cities? We have uh, Basically, okay, yeah. uh, Tokyo, Nagoya, Os uh, Nagoya and Kansai. Kansai means uh, Osaka, Kyoto, Kobe, three cities, and Fukuoka. You know, whole area we have designated as a new type of Silicon Valley. Now the, our power is very uh, low compared with the true <laughs> Silicon Valley. However, in the very near future we can grow up a uh, unicorn, maybe 20 or 40 unicorn we can develop. <laughs> so uh, in order to do that, you know, we have to collect so many brilliant person from the world, not only by Japan people, but also the, uh, from so many brilliant people from India or some other European country or so. Uh, so in so doing, uh, we can hopefully become a uh, world center of the people who can have so much talent, you know, very mysterious and very 
successful city without to make this kind of city by uh, our government's power. So in terms of uh, history, and I think it's something I love the history of Japan. So Japan is a country that, in the, like you said, in 2000 years, kept this autonomy and its borders and its identity. Um, I would like you to elaborate on that because that is quite unique. I think there's no country in the world that has 2000 years of history, always with the same cultural strengths and, and, the, and the autonomy. Because if you see all the other empires have been going down, have been changing, uh, even the, the, the frontiers and so forth. So I would like to touch that because I think it's quite important, this long longevity of the history of Japan. Uh, one point uh, for that is that uh, we are surrounded by sea, not the great continent, not a part of the continent. Uh, so doing, you know, we can defend our peace, we can defend our country. That's one, one thing, I think. Second reason that you know our nation is a uh, one nation, one nation, and uh, that's the most important thing I think. The same thing we have to share evenly with other people, but in case of the uh, continent country, okay, some very small country or. Uh, conquested by the big power, and they lost everything. Uh, we have not experienced such kind of thing. Therefore, when we say something, always uh, we are thinking of the, the response of those people, how he feels this thing, what like that, you know. Uh, this kind of uh, custom of uh, our behavior. Uh, is uh, another reason why we have kept 20,000 years <laughs> Yeah, one question is more for you personal. I think it's, it's um, you, you've been having a, a fantastic profile in multiple roles within the Japanese government. Um, and, and I think it's something that is impressive because you've been having, uh, as I mentioned before, but I want to highlight this for the interview, um, you've been having roles, uh, I'll just go through the ministries, the different ministry of construction, Minister yeah. of Finance, Minister, Vice Minister for Health, Labor and Welfare, and Vice Minister of Economy, Trade and Industry. So you actually touch all the different areas of Japanese society and actually Japanese government. So um, at the moment and with all this experience, what would be the advice you give to the young populations in Japan and elsewhere in the world in terms of the relationships that you see within society and within Japan in particular? I'm already watching the world. I'm already watching the older world in many fields, okay? In so doing, uh, we can make a decision to do something for other policy, okay? Uh, therefore, uh, in that sense, uh, I'm uh, keeping a special position in our political circle, I think. Uh, my opinion is not always supported by, by the certain ministry, but uh, I propose something Judging from the, my own experience, my own uh, overview of the world situation, and what's more, uh, I'm already thinking of world history, Japanese history. Yeah, therefore, in at this moment of the uh, world, I think you know our experience we have built up this modern society with almost one century. Okay and uh, Meiji 
menstruation or something like that. You know, we can have, yeah, we have a long history. It's a, a kind of asset, I think. Yeah. In case of the United yeah. States, they only have 200 years. <laughs> we have 2,000. <laughs> yes, completely. <laughs> finish. Okay. All right, well, thank you so much. Well, we thank you. It's been an honor. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.